All right? So I've said a lot about it already, inner strength. Here's the Buddha saying very eloquently what I tried to say. If one going down into a river, swollen and swiftly flowing, is carried away by the current, how can one help others across? Right? So, or as they say in the airlines, right, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first. <laughs> or as Pema Chodron says here, you know, if the root of Buddhism uh, is compassion, especially from a more Mahayana Tibetan view, if the root of Buddhism is compassion, the root of compassion is compassion for oneself. Okay? So I'd like to do a self-compassion practice with you, and then we'll have a few announcements, about, and then we'll have lunch. Okay? Want to try a practice? Here we go. So self-compassion. Uh, there's a lot of uh, science on self-compassion these days. Compassion, technically, is the wish that beings not suffer. It's a wish usually associated with feelings of sympathetic, tender concern. We can have compassion for a dog whose paw is caught in a trap. We can have compassion for hungry people far away or close at home. We can have compassion for our, our friend, our family member. And we, we can also wish that we ourselves do not suffer. On the other hand, self-compassion is not always easy for people. Right? They're good at wishing that others not suffer, but their own suffering, they're kind of indifferent to. You may know this kind of lame but profound uh, joke uh, from therapy world. How many therapists does it take to change a light bulb? Only one, but the light bulb has to want to change. <laughs> Isn't that true? It's really, really true. So we have to be ourselves, the light bulb that wants to change. You know, And so people often are quite indifferent to their own suffering particularly in comparison to how quick they are to care about and do something for the suffering of others. So how to cultivate self-compassion. So I'll take you through uh, three steps that are sort of neurologically informed. Uh, for example, research has shown that if you want to prime the pump of generosity, altruism, or large-heartedness, whatever, it helps to start with an experience of being given to, being taken care of, one, another reason, for example, why it's ultimately benevolent to be self-interested and internalize positive experiences. Okay? And another uh, finding that if you really strengthen the embodied sense of an experience, then, because it's already primed, it's already, as it were, warmed up, you can then apply it uh, in a different direction. So I'm going to use those two little methods to strengthen, hopefully, experiences of self-compassion here. And you can use these methods yourself down the road for yourself or for other people. Okay, so let's try it. Like any practice, um, you've got two things going here. You're trying to do something and you're observing what happens. And sometimes we're just not able to get something going. It's like trying to light a fire with wet wood. And so then you observe that and you try to understand why that is and maybe come back to it another day. Usually though it, it works. Okay, so if you like, come into being here, eyes open or closed, as you like. <coughs> so, let's see if you can have an experience, kind of get it going, sort of create it probably, an experience of feeling cared about. And by cared about, I, I, I mean a, a range. 
that includes a sense of belonging or feeling seen or being liked or being appreciated or respected, valued, or even cherished and loved. That's the range of feeling cared about, however you can get there. So to begin with, bring to mind one or more beings in your life today or the past. Could be human, could be an animal companion, could be a group of people, could be spiritual entities, one or more beings that you know care about you. You know the reality. You're, this is the truth that sets you free. You know it's true. They do care about you. You're part of a group. You have a friend. Your lover thinks you're cute. Um, your kids make fun of you but love you. Your parent would walk through a burning building for you. Others respect or appreciate you. However you get there, try to kindle, try to ignite uh, an experience of feeling cared about. And then when you find it, help install it in your brain by savoring it, staying with it, letting it become more nuanced or more intense, filling your body, perhaps, being more and more emotional, richer, it may be mild or subtle, and yet it can still pervade the mind, feeling loved, feeling cared about. You might use what's called embodied cognition to strengthen this experience with a hand on your heart, perhaps, or on your cheek, perhaps, as if the most loving being in the universe was caressing you kindly, was bringing caring to you, sensing that feeling liked or loved, seen, is sinking in. They do like you. They really, really do like you. Okay, and then in the second step, letting the feeling of receiving caring in different kinds of ways, move more to the background, knowing that it's natural for not feeling cared about to also arise. You let it move to the side and you bring the spotlight of attention back to feeling cared about. Okay. Letting feeling cared about move to the background. And now in the second step, bringing to mind one or more beings that it's easy for you to feel compassion for. Perhaps a friend, perhaps a, an animal, maybe a group of people, known or unknown, that it's easy for you to wish well, 
and you're sorry that they're suffering, that their life is hard, or they're in pain, or they've had a loss. You want to make room for an experience of compassion, not just a concept. Maybe a sense of warm-heartedness in your chest. You might get a sense of your face perhaps moving gently to a, a loving kind of sense. If you like, you might strengthen this feeling of compassion with soft thoughts in the back of the mind, like, may you not suffer. Or, may your chemotherapy go well. Or, may you find work. May you find food. Or, may you not worry so much about the kids. Whatever it is, I'll be quiet for a bit here. As you just explore making room in your mind for a very full experience of compassion. Know what it's like to feel compassion. swing that experience of compassion in the third step now to yourself these days. Maybe imagining yourself sitting in front of you, or maybe just a knowing of yourself. However you do it is fine. And um, be aware of challenges you face or current pains or struggles and see if you can bring the same quality of wishing that you did not suffer. It's not self-pity. It's the basic sense, though, of wishing that you did not suffer. Ouch, this hurts, this is hard. Um, if my friend suffered this, I would wish my friend did not suffer it. So too, I can wish that I not suffered as well. You can perhaps strengthen the sense of self-compassion with soft thoughts in the back of your mind, like, may I not suffer, or may I be at peace, or may my chemotherapy go well, or may I move on from that relationship. I'll be quiet for a while here too.
And for a kind of bonus, you, you might explore the sense, if it's available to you, and if not, it's fine, the sense that the compassion you've mounted for yourself is somehow being received by you. That deep down in the layers of your psyche or your brain that don't know uh, the point of origin of something, deep down, those layers, maybe even young layers inside you, can get a sense perhaps of receiving care, concern, good wishes, and compassion. And then if you like, as we move toward the end here, you can let this sense of compassion uh, become broader and start overlapping with other forms of good-heartedness, like a sense of kindness. Technically, is the wish that beings be happy. It doesn't assume suffering. Compassion does. Or just a general orientation to others, the world, it has a tenderness in it, a sweetness, just a lovingness altogether. Opening out to a wider sense, in other words, of wholeheartedness, warm-heartedness, lovingness. Sometimes we think that uh, we don't deserve self-compassion. Yet, as you know, Leonard Cohen, as longtime Zen practitioner as well as a great singer-songwriter, uh, writes here: "Ring the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. That's how the light gets in. We're all cracked." It's okay to be cracked. You can still love others who are cracked. You can wish them well. Um, you can wish them well while also recognizing things they're doing that aren't so great. You can wish yourself well while also recognizing that you, like I, could use a little improvement. 
right? It's okay. We still can see the tiles in the mosaic of reality that are really, really good tiles, even amidst the cracks. And the cracks let the light in. So in a moment, we'll take uh, a lunch break. I want to make this suggestion.